statewide, nationwide, we are back on the Buffalo Rumblings Network for another episode of Line to Gain. I am the big O.J. Ostrowski in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, Sarah Larson is my co-host. She's down in sunny, beautiful Miami, as you can tell by the shirt, which I think is kind of a passive-aggressive shot at people that kind of make a comment about her Miami gear that she tends not to wear at all. all the time. <laughs> So, my, yes, it is not hurricane. Miami Heat gear, but it is Miami gear nonetheless. It so. is. It is Miami Hurricane. Exactly. We've got a lot to talk about. She's a proud alum of the University of Miami. Um, but we've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, Spence uh, will join us here in a little bit. Um, Spence the King, uh, he's just wrapping up uh, the chop up. He'll be on to talk a little bit of the Wall of Fame in the new stadium and who will be the next player added to that wall of fame. We'll discuss that amongst other things. And uh, Sarah has a really uh, jam-packed show for us today. Sarah, what do you got? Yeah. So uh, just kind of um, some questions that keep on getting thrown out on, on social media and uh, on uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, stampede. It's a group that I have on Facebook. So if you guys aren't a part of it, go ahead and, and, and subscribe to that. But um, someone asked uh, probably a couple of weeks ago um, with all the new additions and extensions, and there's been quite a bit more now over the, the last couple of weeks, who do you feel right now has been the the key of our off season, either extension or, or acquisition? And then what piece do you feel is still missing at this point? I think probably for me, the biggest acquisition would be the Puna Ford pickup. Um, not only because of the type of player that I think he is, the fact we needed another run stuffer, a big guy inside to secure the middle of our line of scrimmage, but also what it cost us. It didn't cost us that much money. Um, you know, Ford decided to take less money for culture for a chance to win. And, um, you know, those are all great signs. When you start having veteran players come in willing to take less money to be a part of the culture that you built as a franchise and also the opportunity to win, those are big things. I think New England uh, feasted upon that for many, many years with top-level veteran free agents, maybe guys that aren't quite what they used to be, but they're still very, very productive. You put them in a proper role, and I think the Ford signing was huge. I think, obviously, the two areas that I th- – actually, there's three areas that I see. Even though we did sign multiple offensive linemen, I still wonder a little bit about our tackle depth. Um, also, I think our middle linebackers, our linebacking core is unproven. Even though I love Williams, I think he's going to be a great player. Uh, we still have Milano. We have some other guys that have been backups that need to prove themselves. I think there's still a little bit of question marks at that linebacker spot. And then also our safeties. I think if you look on paper, you know, our safeties are, are tremendously talented players. They're also getting tremendously old. They've had injury issues as of late. And can we stay healthy in that secondary in the safety spot? I think those three areas are our biggest concerns going into this season. I'm going to disagree when it comes to the safeties. I feel like, um, you know, Hyde's it took a year off basically to, to recoup um, from his injury. I think um, we have to look back and, and I know that um, we've talked about it a lot that, Hyde and Poyer have, you know, they both weren't starters um, for the first four years of their um, their career. So I'm not really worried about them. Um, Poyer, was, Poyer and McGovern are actually my two key players um, that I feel is going to make the biggest impact um, outside of, of Puna Ford. So one cool thing, if anyone hasn't heard, Puna Ford's uh, great-grandmother actually lives in, in the east side of Buffalo. So 
Um, I think it's really uh, cool to to know that there's reasons why he really wanted to come to Buffalo right. and he took the less you know amount of money and he has ties here. He said he's been going to Buffalo since he was um, you know a kid, so that's pretty cool. But I think that Poyer to me is um, the one extension that um, bringing him back. It won't really call it an extension. It was bringing him back. Um, I think is going to make a big deal uh, just because him and, and Hyde together just have this chemistry that I'm glad we don't have to move on from this year. I'm glad we get to, you know, kind of keep status quo. You could tell how much it affected him last year, not being able to to play with him. Um, and then I, and McGovern is my other one that I want to say is a key signing. Um, hopefully I, you know, I, I think that he is going to be make the line better on paper. I think that, um, you know, the way that Southfold was last year was, you know, uh, not, it was not pretty. So I think that um, even if McGovern could just be a little bit better um, than Southfold was, then, you know, he'll, he'll be one of the, the biggest keys of, of the off season. Um, and- the piece that I still think we miss, if I, if uh, I, I'm, I'm still a little worried about wide receiver. I, I think that we're better again on paper but um, I'm still not ready to to call um, Davis our our you know consistent number two. I think the thing in going back to the safety play, I'm not questioning ability. So I don't want anybody to think that I'm questioning an ability. I think these guys are are proven all pro players. But when you start getting to ten years, eleven years, like we are with these guys. And the way our safeties play in this defense, they have to play a tremendously physical style of play. We ask them to do a lot. We ask them to come down into the box. We ask them to make a lot of tackles. That's what makes me nervous as far as those two guys go. And it's just it's just the accumulation of plays over over a long career. I mean, yes, if they can stay healthy, this is this is arguably one of the best, if not the best safety tandems in the league. But you really have to question over the last few years the amount of injuries that these guys have have accumulated. Right. You know that's what makes me nervous. So it, it, at no point was this ever a question mark of ability. It's more a question mark of durability. So hopefully right. they can stay healthy and uh, complete the season. Yeah, and a lot of people in the comments are talking about um, the addition of Rap, which I said from from the very moment we got him, this is going to be you know one of the best signings. Maybe not necessarily this year, but a lot of people are saying he's auditioning for the future. And I think that he it, that's exactly what he's doing. I think he will, you know, eventually be, the, you know, the person who replaces either Poyer or Hyde. Poyer's technically there for two more years. Um, but I I don't see Poyer wanting to play for one more year um, if Hyde leaves or if we win a Super Bowl. I think he'll be done. Um, so I definitely think that that rep will be, um, you know, signing that extension and will definitely, you know, stay there, you know, long term. Um, I, I want to say when we look at the rookie class, I know I wasn't really grouping in the rookie class um, as well. I think that, you know, our first and second round rookies are going to, you know, between um, Osiris Torrance and Kincaid, I, they are both going to be huge keys on this offense. I just don't know if it'll be there this year. I hope it is. Um, I just get a little concerned with the way that our coaching staffs have developed players. Um, They seem to bring them along a little slower. Um, 
so we'll see how you know they dive into um to the you know to these guys and see whether or not they they throw them out there you know right away if they do throw them out there right away i can tell you by the end of the season i we're gonna we're gonna see you know who these guys really are and i think that they're gonna be keys you know i don't have really huge question marks on torrents about being able to play physical football i think that he just played in the sec and did tremendously well against teams that had multiple defensive linemen right. picked in the first round and picked high so with Torrance, it'll it'll be more of a technical standpoint for me than it would be a physicality thing. I think we're going to learn about Kincaid really early because I think the way defenses are going to try him at, at the jump is they're going to put somebody in his chest and see if he can get off of, of off of physical coverage. If he can, then it's going to be sky's the limit for him and for this offense. Um, but you know, I think we'll find out pretty quick with him. Um, how he's going to progress just because I think they will put hands on him and try to really play a physical style uh, of defense against him. Yeah, I look forward to to seeing him develop, though. I think that that's one thing that, you know, we're never really, you know, patient about. Um, you can kind of see it with Shakir last year. Um, he, you know, he was out there for a handful of games, for a handful of plays. Um, I can't wait to see that process where, you know, hopefully this year he gets out there more and actually, you know, kind of puts a stamp on uh, on the, the team this year. So. Yeah, I think so. I think that he's a key piece. Um, I would love to see Gabe Davis have an all pro type season just due to the fact that that he, you know, again, best lifter in the offseason works his tail off and nobody has any faith in him. Um, right. I do. I do. I think he's a good player. I think he has an opportunity to be really good. I think the addition of Kincaid, if he can produce, will not only free um, Diggs up, but will also free Davis up. So yeah. we'll see how right. it goes. But um, I think he's and a I, better receiver than people give him credit for. Oh, and and I know everyone thinks that I give Davis a lot of shit. But I, with to me, he is a very good wide receiver. He can be he could be better than good though. Um, right. We've seen, we've seen those spurts and the problem is the consistency. Um, we haven't quite seen him be good every week and that's what we need um, in a number two. Cause if not, then Diggs gets kind of lost in the fray. Um, you know, it's, a, it's unfortunate the way that that works out. If we don't get a number, a, a, another number two, I really would love us to get a real number two, um, you know, DeAndre, if you're out there listening, uh, <laughs> just joking. I know I would love him to come on board. I think that it would take the um, the pressure off of um, what Diggs feels every week. Um, but is that what know. he wants? Is that what he wants? Because I think early on you're going to see, I think a biggest thing on our offense is going to be, does Josh Allen go through his reads or is this force the ball to Diggs all the time? And if you, and if you listen to everything the way – That's you know, the problem is about, that we're – that's We're going problem, to force, he, he's going to want the ball force. It's going to be, a, you know, if he doesn't get 15, 20 targets. Yeah. But you have half the media. You have half the media saying that that's the problem. And you have the other half of the media saying it's the fact that we didn't go out and get DeAndre Hopkins, which, by the way, um, you know, I don't believe one, that, by the way. Well, one of the one of the news reports that came out that they that, you know, was talking about it. And I don't even remember who was the one that that posted it. Um, but the news report that came out was that he did not um, want to, uh, you know, use his money 
uh, or he when he decided to restructure that he thought the money was right. going to go towards um, DeAndre. He, he had an automatic um, conversion, most likely, most likely. Where I obviously none of us has seen his contract, but Bean likes to do that. He likes to roll it in. So there was no ask, no question. Hey, would you like to convert this so we can go out and get D Hop? So that part was kind of bull, you know, bull crap. So, but uh, Spence is just popped in. So let's get him in here. What's up? What's up? Hey, hey, what's going on? What up, Spence? So we were, uh, we were talking last night. We were supposed to go over this on your show. And we got so uh, caught up to the last minute in your show, we completely forgot. So this was your question to ask. But now I'm going to ask it because I want to hear your opinion, too. Okay. So. With the the new stadium uh, being scheduled to be completed for 2026, who should be the first one or two players? I'll give you one or two because I have two, so I wanted to be able to cheat. So, And Spence, since you're the guest, go ahead. Go first. Well, the person who I've been kind of like campaigning for, I'm not going to say because I know Jerry's going to say this person's name as well. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go elsewhere. But I feel like there's quite a few guys actually who – would be deserving of it. Um, I'm actually going to go in a direction that I feel like I don't hear people say too often, which would be leapfrogging one person, but it's only because I know Jerry's going to go with that person. <laughs> I just want to make, I want to clarify that. So I'm actually going to say, I think um, either Fred Jackson or I'm going to go with, uh, with Lee Evans. I think either one of the two um, has first, let's start with Fred. I think Fred, he did, he just showed, Everything that Buffalo, when you when you think about Buffalo and all the, the positive stuff you want to think about, I think Fred Jackson brought all of that to the table. Um, undrafted player, did his thing, you know, took over, took over all the hearts and, you know, for everybody in Western New York, he ran harder than most guys who were drafted above him in that, in that area. I just, I think Fred Jackson definitely would deserve it. But Lee Evans to me too, he was lights out. Like he was one of those receivers that like – he had a couple guys throwing to him that was worth it, but could you imagine like a Josh Allen having somebody like Lee Evans at this point? Yeah, give me, give me that offense. I actually Spence completely for and Lee Lee would be a great choice. I completely forgot about about Fred. Um, that would have been <laughs> he's on my that, list. <laughs> yeah, that would be a term that that actually would be a good choice, and I would not have an issue with it. But to me, and we've talked about this, you know where I'm going with this. To me, there's only one guy right now that deserves his place on the Wall of Fame, and that's Ruben Brown. Um, you know, Ruben was a, a day one starter, was a day one difference maker, um, lived in the Buffalo community for a long time, did a lot of charity work in Buffalo, did a lot for the kids, multiple, multiple Pro Bowls, and was, and if not for the Greg Williams slash Tom Donahoe regime, would have probably retired a Buffalo Bill and not been sent off to the Chicago bears, which, you know, I know Rube loved that because Rube got to hang out with buddy guy, uh, who's like probably his favorite musician and got to do a lot of stuff in Chicago that he, that he enjoys, but just knowing the type of player that Ruben was and, and knowing, and, and knowing him and what the Buffalo community meant to him, I think it's a no brainer. My, my one B or my second choice, if not Ruben, would be Eric Moulds. I think Eric had a tremendous career as well. Um, did a ton of stuff for the Buffalo Bills. Embraced Buffalo like Ruben. 
and um, would also be a fine choice. But I think it's, to me, there's no question, there's no debate. Uh, Ruben Brown belongs on the wall. Well, I got to cheat a little considering uh, Spence had told us the question the other day. So I really actually sat down and thought about it. And um, and I actually brought up some uh, some stats. So my two players I had is, is Kyle Williams and then Fred Jackson. Um, I knew who... Very good who, choice. Yeah, I knew who Big O was was choosing. So um, Molds would have been on my list, yeah. um, you know, as well. <laughs> I, I don't want to say who I would remove to to put Molds on that list, but um, but you know, Kyle Williams, six time Pro Bowler, three time All Pro. He played for the Bills for thirteen years, one hundred and eighty three games. So um, a lot of people just loved Kyle and who he was and right. stuff, and then. You know, when you go, um, when you talk about Freddie, everything that Spence said about he kind of just, you know, exemplified Buffalo and, you know, and who he was. And um, he, a lot of people don't even realize why, you know, why he was in the, uh, why he's in the, the Hall of Fame. You know, he uh, is the only player to ever rush for a thousand yards, both as a running back and as a pass, uh, as a um, kick returner in the same season. So I think, you know, little things like that. But he was also a Walter Payton Man of the Year recipient. I just, you know, and he's one of those people that you know, shows up to Buffalo still. So I think that um, I would love to see uh, both of them on the wall. And I, will well, ask, and I will ask both of you this question. What is the other big tie of Fred Jackson to the Buffalo Bills? What is the other thing that makes Fred Jackson as a Bill special? Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I don't know the answer to that because of how you're framing it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't Fred, know. Jackson, Fred Jackson went to co-college in Iowa, a small, a small D3, also the alma mater of Marvin Levy. That is yeah. correct. So Marvin and Fred Jackson are both from the same school. So there's the connection there. Let me ask you this, because Sarah kind of said it without saying it. Are, are we taking OJ off to fit one of these guys on? Is that oh, why I you said about it like that, that Sarah? Well, no, because well, you actually just said, I'm not going to say who I'm going to take <clears> off <throat> to fit them. Yeah, but, but I mean... <sighs> Well, do See, we have I, to take somebody off, or do you just you just continue to add names, right? Yeah, I mean, but there there is a discussion when it, when it comes to the new stadium, whether or not um, OJ will will go into the new stadium. Um, you know, I, just, I don't uh, think you can. I, I I don't think you can take him off the wall. Um, 
I, I don't. I, I mean, I think they need to put instead of OJ, they need to put yours truly. Because if you ever watch OJ's videos on uh, <laughs> hey, Twitter, Twitter World, hey, Twitter World, <laughs> yours truly. So I think the way to, to get around it is you take OJ Simpson off and you put yours truly. Yours truly. There you go. I think that would be, that would be better. <laughs> but I no, I mean, those are all fine choices. Sarah, I didn't even think about, I didn't even think about Williams. That That's a, that's a good, that's a good choice as well. Yeah. Kyle is definitely a good choice. Um, as far as OJ, I understand the conversation when it comes up, when people um, rightfully so are upset about certain things and uh, want them taken off. I, I do feel that, you know, a lot of the stuff that ended up happening because of um, the murders that took place in the early 90s, I, I think I'm not I'm not the guy. So, like, for instance, I'm not the guy that's like, man, R. Kelly did all this wrong. I'm separating the music and I'm going to still play his music, but I'm going to hate him. I can't, I'm not that guy. Right. But right, right. at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that Rob that Robert Kelly isn't like he wasn't one of the greatest R&B singers and writers right. and performers of all time. So right. in the same the, the, I guess I bring it up to say the things that he did while he was a Buffalo Bill. It was phenomenal. And in the performance, you know, everybody knows, we all know all the talking points, you know, 2,000 yards and all of this and stuff. You know, we, we know all the talking points. The thing is, when he did that, he was a phenomenal football player. And I think he deserved to be on that wall. Um, I wouldn't take him off. You know, now, I, I didn't think it was right when they took his Heisman. I didn't think it was right when they did, like, all just whatever else that they did. Look, it, send him to jail. Just, just say he's guilty. Don't, don't acquit him. You know, don't, don't get fancy with right. the. Don't let Johnny Cochran get fancy with the glove. Don't fit. You must acquit. Send him to jail, but don't, don't then right. take away other stuff. Like the Wall of Fame has nothing to do with, um, his personal life. This was all football stuff. No, I, I agree with that. And um, you know, and again, um, you can have your opinions, and we all do. At the end of the day, like you said, he was found not guilty. So yeah. Well, I, we only really have one more thing kind of to go over with today, if you want to stay on. Um, we were talking uh, over the last couple of weeks about how a lot of the analysts have, uh, you know, kind of predicted the Bills record anywhere from a 14-3 and three season to a 9-8 and eight season. So yeah. you want to go around the room and what's your way too early record prediction for this year? We're thinking about the schedule and. I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go 13-4. But I will say it's shocking to me how quick – not just that – okay, I get it that the, some people might not put the Bills as Super Bowl favorites again this year. That's fair. But it is shocking to me to see how quickly uh, the the national media has kind of flipped on how good they think the Bills are or how teams around us are. Um, the gap last season, we won the division by, what, four games, five games? Four and games. I don't think that the bills got worse. You know, we lost Tremaine Edmonds, but I think that we improved in every other area or remained the same. Um, so with that being the case, do I think Aaron Rodgers is a six game? Like, is he going to close the gap six or seven games that we had over the jets? You know, do I think um, Jalen Ramsey is going to close the four game gap that the Miami dolphins had, or is Nick Van? Is, is he that good of a defensive coordinator that I think they're going to close that gap? I think things are better. But I don't think that – I'm, I'm going 13-4. and four. Buffalo Bills are still going to be AFC East champions, still going to probably be the second or third seed. I don't think we're going to get one. I think that's still Kansas City until they prove us that it's not them anymore. But, no, the Bills are, the Bills are still okay. We're legit. I think that when I 
the thing that I look at is not necessarily the fact that the Bills have gotten worse. I think the Bills are still a very, very good football team and have improved in the offseason in, in many areas. But there's two things you got to look at. I think that last game against the Bengals and just how physically dominant Cincinnati was over the Bills, that left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And then you look at this upcoming schedule, they got to play the NFC East, which is a tough division. Their own division might be the best division in football. I think they have a a a a twelve and five, maybe eleven and six record, but do win the East and are a better football team going into the playoffs than they were last year, just because they're much more battle tested. Um, they've got a tough schedule by far. They play in Philly um, again. The Jets got better. The Dolphins are are better. The be- the Patriots are better. So. If you have some injury issues, maybe you lose a game or whatever. But I just really believe that they won't maybe have the record they had this season, but they will be a better, more battle-tested football team as they hit the playoffs. Yeah, I uh, I, I agree with both of you because I haven't been able to settle on the number between 12 and 5 and 13 and 4. Um, I even, you know, really thought about us splitting with the Dolphins and the Jets Um Obviously, we're still going to beat uh, the Patriots both games. There's no question about that in my mind. Um, so I kind of looked at that, and then I looked at the fact that we play Cincinnati, we play Philadelphia, we play Kansas City. Um, you know, those are the one the the games that you you kind of worry about um, really on on when I look at the schedule. I, I do think we take one or two of those. You know, obviously, um, we tend to go into Kansas City and have no problems during the regular season. Um, so it'll be interesting at being the end of the year. Uh, we haven't been there in December yet. It's always been like these, um, you know, mid October games when it doesn't necessarily matter as much. So now we'll have most of the season and it will matter. It will, you know, be right before the playoffs and, um, seating's going to matter. Um, I think going into Cincinnati will be an emotional game. Uh, so you never know how that's going to, um, play out between, going back to Cincinnati and the fact that they beat the crap out of us in the playoffs. So, you know, I look at it and say, yeah, it it could definitely be a 12 and five, 13 and 14. But when I look at the jets and I look at the, the dolphins, I think the gap is closed a lot, but I don't think it's completely closed. I think that they've gotten closer. So I believe I had um, the dolphins at 11 and six and the, um, the jets at 10 and seven. So I still have the Bills winning the um, the AFC East, but I do have both the the Jets and the Dolphins making it into the playoffs. So it'll be a very interesting playoffs this year. I think it's I think it's going to be really important for Buffalo, and they have to have the mindset they they have to protect home. They can't lose at home. You win your games at home, and then you 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 know because on the road is so tough, and everybody thinks this London game is going to be an easy game. This London game is going to be an incredibly tough game going overseas playing in London, different time zones, all that stuff. That's not an easy game. You mentioned Kansas City in December, which is another miserable place to play. Um, high winds, usually cold, um, tough stadium, loud. Yeah, I'm not supposed to say that. Spent, You're not supposed it's to say really, that. <laughs> it's really balmy. It's really balmy. It's usually hot. Uh, I had to take an IV last time I was there in December. It was so hot. <laughs> But um, but no, I mean it's you. You've got to win your games at home. You have to protect home field, and then you worry about everything else on the road because their road schedule is going to be very tough. Spence is still laughing. For everyone listening, we, we were trying to convince Spence 
Jerry and I are going to be, uh, you know, tailgating at the Kansas City game. We were trying to convince him to go. And he's like, in December, it's cold. <laughs> so... <laughs> The funny uh, thing is that most people think that I joke around because I'm from Buffalo. So they think that I'm joking when I say that I don't like the cold. I moved to Phoenix, Arizona for a reason. Like <laughs> I moved to the hottest, the first or second hottest place in the country. I, I'm not, <laughs> I am not a fan of the cold. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I will say real quick, sir, I'm shocked with, with, um, I, I guess it's only by a game. You say, you say, um, 10 to seven, I, Look, I think the Jets are going to be nine and eight. I, I, like, I just don't. I understand that Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. Like anybody who knows me, if you've listened to the Code of Conduct for the three years that has been in existence, you know that I am a huge Aaron yeah. Rodgers fan. At this point of his career, um, I get it. We just saw what Tom Brady did in his 40s, and we saw what Tom Brady was able to accomplish. But just because those both guys were successful kind of during the same time and just because Aaron Rodgers is it doesn't mean he's going to repeat what oh, Tom Brady did no I, I'm not saying you did but I mean like I, I guess this is a, a word of caution for all my Jets fans that that might be listening like I just I understand your reason to be excited it's it's Aaron freaking Rodgers I get it uh you got the, the biggest market in the country who doesn't love New York City I get it but I just I would caution against being so excited to think that Aaron Rodgers is going to come there and give you a Super Bowl in one year when as great as he's been, as many MVPs as he's won, he only has one Super Bowl win being this great Aaron Rodgers as it is. So I just want to caution Jets fans. I don't think that it's going to be the turnaround in one season like they think. And with me... um, The thing thing about the Jets... Good, sir. I was just going to say, and with me, with the the 10-7 and and the um, the 11-6... and uh, respectively, between the Jets and the Dolphins, I was saying it if they split the the two games with the Bills. So if uh, if not, then they can definitely be nine and eight. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jerry. My my deal with the Jets are is Aaron Ro- Aaron Rodgers makes them legitimate because now you've got solid quarterback play. As good as that defense is, he doesn't need to be the Aaron Rodgers of old. Uh, he doesn't need to carry the entire team. I mean, that defense scares me. I mean, that defense with with our running game not being what it probably needs to be, um, that defense makes us incredibly one-dimensional. With Sauce and others playing corner, they have the ability to shut down people. That's what scares me. You have a quarterback now that can make plays and is not going to make dumb errors like some of the quarterbacks they've had. And, you know, then you put a world-class defense with them. That's what worries me. So last year, and I don't have this off the top of my head, so I don't know how many games that he missed. Uh, but last year, Aaron Rodgers was 64% uh, percent for completion percentage. He threw 3,695 yards, 26 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions for a 91 passer rating. That is something that you feel <clears throat> like is enough to help the Jets? Because I, I don't feel like the Jets – now granted they didn't have they, they pretty much had me playing quarterback last year so i understand yeah. that this is an improvement but um it, it's still i just caution people from thinking that aaron Rodgers is the same aaron Rodgers. i don't think he's gonna completely tank he's they're, they're not gonna be you know one in 16 but i just don't think aaron Rodgers is the upgrade that we're thinking he is you know um i could be wrong i could be completely wrong on this i just don't see it 
it, it, you know, it's that old, you know, the old song, nothing from nothing, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Right. And they've had nothing at that position. Yeah. And now they've got, yeah. now they've got a hall of famer. And as I've said, I don't think he has to be the Aaron Rodgers of old. He just has to stay out of his way and do what he does and let that defense eat. And they're going to be successful. Yeah, I think that he only missed one one game last year. I think it was a half a game um, because of his finger, and then one maybe one more. I don't think, and I'm trying to think. I don't even know if he missed that whole game. I don't so, remember. Yeah, so, so I guess that's, that's, case, that's what I'm asking. It's like if you're no, he, yeah, he started started 17 games. Um, yeah, so I think it was guys, they they beat us. They beat us with nobody playing quarterback last year. What the Jets? Yes. Yeah, that I I I've watched that game over again. I've I know that it's an adage that a lot of people don't like, but I kind of feel like we beat ourselves that game. So, um, and then you know, obviously, if if Gabe would have made a catch at the end, um, we wouldn't be having that conversation. <laughs> a home run, a home run, that. a home run catch on a desperation throw. Yeah. No, it's not even. It's not even just that. There's so many plays because I've watched that game now probably six times. Every time you go back and watch that game, you just see so many. Um, like normally, I'm the guy that say I hate when coaches talk and say we need better execution. But then when you actually go back and watch it, and I'm not talking about just that one play, but if you go back and you and you look at the execution of that game. Um, there's been so many, there were so many plays that were either Josh didn't take what the defense gave him really, you know, he, he didn't take the check down just to pick up the first down or he um, tried to do too much or, you know, it's just those moments. And and when you have a defense like that, you can't take those type of chances because you're going to get the two interceptions that Josh got, like you're going to. So no, I'm, I'm with Sarah. I think that we beat ourselves that game, you know, and, but they're a tough defense. They are. I just, I just really don't think that um, Aaron Rodgers is the upgrade that everyone thinks that he is right now. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping you're right. (laughs) I really am hoping you're right. So it feels um, dirty to say it though. You know, it feels dirty. Yeah. But I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, beating them both times again this year or not again this year, this year, because uh, I can't stand what the way Jets fans are being right now because it's, it's I, la- I laugh because sometimes it, I feel like I feel like it's like the skit on Saturday Night Live, right? If Rick Mears was driving an Indy car and Ditka was driving a bus, who would win in a race? Ditka, of course, it's Ditka, right? I, I just I don't I, I I have a lot of maybe I have too much belief in players um, in in history and things of that nature. I just. I don't know. I just, to me, the guy is is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and Amen. while he has declined from his his prime, I think he's still better than Brady was at this age. I, I just do. That's a take. <laughs> That's a take. I, really I mean, do. I I two years. I think ago, the Green please. Bay. I think the Green Bay franchise has been a gong show for the last however many years. I really yeah, do. but but he's only one year removed from being the two time defending MVP. So yeah, I, I, well, I mean, you can't. I find it tough to. You can't say that the the franchise has been that bad. Um, you don't win MVP without some type of support. Like right, but he like won he a lot of that on his own. 
I really believe okay. that. And that's and, why I want. That, I think that's why I want it. That could be very true. And I'm not again. I'm not taking that. I love. I love. It's all, I, and you know me, Spence. I'm all about one player taking a bunch of really bad players and bringing them along to heights mm-hmm. that they never thought that they could imagine. And you know you who know never me, did man. that? Jordan that. never did that. Jordan never did that. <laughs> Brian did. Brian took some horrible teams to the finals. Man. Here we go. Let's okay. talk about Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't talk about the Yeah, I, I, I knew where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's it's cool because we actually have something to debate. I mean, then you start talking about New England. Is, uh, you know, are they, you know, is Jones going to be able, you know, they say he's getting better. They've gotten better this We still don't know about Hobbs. But you know what? I mean, if okay. he shows up. So if, if D, D, D Hobbs shows off, I still don't think they are more than a 9-1 team. I, see, I disagree. And this is, see, this is, I actually think that the Patriots can be a better team than the Jets. I, I like, I'm telling you, I like what the Patriots are doing. I really do. I do too. They have an offensive coordinator who finally can call real offense instead of having a guy back there who should never have been calling offense. Mac Jones is not a horrible quarterback. No, he doesn't no. have an arm like Josh. He doesn't run like Josh, but he's an accurate guy. He's smart. Uh, they finally look, I know, I know Bill's fans aren't too happy about Juju. You know, they, we don't like Juju. I don't have an issue with Juju. Juju's a very talented player. He's yep. going to be a, a focal point of that offense, and we're going to see. It, look, they got a good running back. You you all know how I feel. You know how I feel about Ramondre Stevenson. Like they have a good defense. The defense is always going to be good. I, I don't know. I, I just I think overall, if if the offense makes any real improvement, and if they do get hop, they absolutely can be better than the Jets. I really feel that way. I just I still look at Mac Jones being the quarterback, and I'm not. That's not a diss to Mac Jones of him being, you know, a terrible quarterback. I just think he's the fourth quarterback in this in in this division, no matter what. Um, with him, I think that will D Hop make him better? Yes. Do I think D Hop will help them win a couple more games? Maybe one, maybe two. That's where I get them at nine and eight. If if you know they got D Hop. Mm-hmm. I, I think right now they're, you know, a, a, a seven and 10 team. Our division has three, our division has three teams that are cold weather teams that don't have domes. And the other two teams to me have been built to win in December. I sometimes wonder about our running game and some of that. Are we built to win in December and in the playoffs in the January and into the playoffs? I, I sometimes wonder if, if we're built that way. And that's why I think that's why I like the jets. I'm not saying we're going to not beat the jets both times, but I am saying people have to really sit back and look at them as true. You know, I think they are contenders. And then the same thing with new England. Um, you know, Belichick didn't forget how to play football when Brady coach football when Brady left. Um, you know, they're still a good coaching staff. They're still a good franchise. And, and like I said, I think Jones is a much better game manager and a much better quarterback than people give him credit for. I'm not dissing him completely. I think that he is going to get better, especially with Bill Bryan there as an OC. Now that he actually has an OC, I think he will get better. I just think that it's going to take time. And I don't think that he's ever going to be a top of, you know, the AFC quarterbacks and – you know, I pray that I'm right because I don't want another quarterback to deal with in this division right now. So, can I can I say something real quick? My man Matt, mm-hmm. shout out to Matt. I love Matt. Uh, he, he's I think he's trying to take a shot at Mac Jones by saying he's Chad. Peterson. Yeah. 
Chad Pennington beat us. I do want to remind us. everybody. Yeah, he beat the Bills, <laughs> and I do want to remind everybody that he led the Jets to the AFC Championship. I just want to yes, make sure did. that that everybody is on the same page here. Chad Pennington is. I love Chad, so I'm not going to let this type of disrespect happen on my watch. Just well, it's just not even. The, it's not even. Don't wear the jersey. Let, it's not even letting disrespect. <laughs> it's just telling the truth. I mean, Pennington had a good career. He was a viable winning quarterback in the NFL. Was he a Hall of Famer? No, but just because you're not in the Hall of Fame doesn't mean you're not a good quarterback. Yeah, he was a good quarterback. And I'm going to find both the Jets and the Dolphins jersey. He said not at all. I'm comparing their skill set. You better not wear that freaking jersey. Who won't? Watch me wear it. I, will, I know. Watch me wear it. I will wear that thing. We, that fact. we need to get him. We need to all pitch in and get him a Pennington Bills jersey, just a custom-made one, <laughs> so he can stop wearing. I would wearing never wear it. I would a never dolphins wear it. Dolphins and a freaking Dolphins and Jets one. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that was pretty much it that I had for today. We went through it a lot quicker than we normally do. So, Jared, do you want to take us out? Sure. And um, as always, for Sarah Larson. My man, Jay Spencer King. I'm the big O Jerry Ostrowski. You've been listening to Lime to Gain here on the Buffalo Rumbling Network. And as we say every week, one love and go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs>